Welcome to another episode of Follow the Brand. I am your host, Grant McGaw, CEO of Five Star BDM, a five-star personal branding and business development company. I want to take you on a journey that takes another deep dive into the world of personal branding and business development using compelling personal stories, business conversations, and tips to improve your personal brand. By listening to the Follow the Brand podcast series, you will be able to differentiate yourself from the competition and allow you to build trust with prospective clients and employers. You never get a second chance to make a first impression. Make it one that will set you apart, build trust, and reflect who you are. Developing your five-star personal brand is a great way to demonstrate your skills and knowledge. If you have any questions for me or my guests, please email me at grant.mcgaugh, spelled M-C-G-A-U-G-H, at 5star BDM, B for brand, D for development, M for masters.com. Now let's begin with our next five-star episode on Follow the Brand. Have you made a commitment and a personal goal to change your financial trajectory in for yourself and in your community who needs it the most? Our next guest, Naja Roberts, has. As, as a business expert, she looks for financial vehicles that can work for her community. To close the wealth gap, she sees Bitcoin as an avenue worth exploring. The evolution of money through scarcity of assets like gold has an uncanny likeness to Bitcoin. As a cryptocurrency, Bitcoin is scarce, portable, instantaneous, permissionless, and borderless, which she believes will lead to the biggest wealth transfer in history. Bitcoin is the next step in the evolution of money. Currently, the U.S. dollar is not on the gold standard. Our dollars are not backed by gold, but by fiat currency, which is money that is inconvertible paper money made legal tender by a government decree. Did you know that more money in the United States has been printed in the last two years than over the last 30 years? Cryptocurrency's goal is to create a level playing field. To do that, a mind shift change must occur in the understanding of cryptocurrencies exchanged on a blockchain ledger in a peer-to-peer network across the financial globe. Naja says it is important now to have some Bitcoin in your portfolio, but you need to ask yourself if this investment is for price or for purpose. Bitcoin investment will give you foundational wealth in your portfolio for the long-term growth, not the short-term gain which will give you the greatest profit, says Naja. Naja Roberts is the founder, CEO, and chief visionary officer of the only African-American-owned brick-and-mortar cryptocurrency exchange in the country. Crypto Blockchain Plug is located in Inglewood, California. She has spent 10-plus years counseling thousands of inner-city youth, business professionals, athletes, and families in the cryptocurrency and financial education space. Naja strives to live a life of revelancy and purpose through service to others and has quickly become a revered figure in online communities like Clubhouse and her daily radio show on the Tavis Smiley's KBLA 
1580 Talk Radio. She has now expanded her reach by creating Crypto Kids Camp, co-founding the Black Wall Street Wallet alongside actor Hill Harper, as well as founding the Bitcoin Bank. She also does the annual Digital Financial Revolution Tour, where she travels from city to city, bringing crypto education to the underserved communities across the country. A highly gifted motivational speaker, educator, philanthropist, author, and leader in the community, Naja has made it her personal goal through her social influence to change narratives, raise bars, and set standards. Let's welcome Naja Roberts to the Follow the Brand podcast, where we are building a five-star brand that you can follow. Thanks, everyone, and welcome to another episode on Follow the Brand. This is our financial empowerment season, and I thought it was apropos to talk to Naja Roberts. She is a thought leader. She is an icon in her world in Los Angeles and has been doing a lot of things around digital currency and how it's affecting all of us or will affect all of us either now or in the future. We're talking things around crypto, things around blockchain, things about NFTs, all of those things that all these new buzzwords that we're hearing about, but are we really participating in? And now this is the ground floor. And I was talking to her earlier, it's like, it's like being on the ground floor when the dollar was being minted. This is where we're at. And how can we participate as a people to take advantage of how this is going to uh, matriculate over time? So without further ado, I'm going to bring Naja up. We're going to have a candid conversation about digital currency and what she's doing in that blockchain world. So Naja, take it away. Hello, Grant. Thank you for having me today. How are you? I'm doing just fine. I don't know you're out in L.A., and I'm not sure when this show will air, but I know you guys are just flying a little high right now. You're going to host the Super Bowl. You're going to play in the Super Bowl. You're going to hold it down. Hopefully, you're going to be holding the trophy. We'll, we'll see. How do you feel about that? I am confident that OBJ and everybody else around here <laughs> is going to make it and, and get that Super Bowl ring. So we're really excited. In fact, our brick and mortar cryptocurrency exchange is literally walking distance to the stadium. So I'm excited about that. So we'll be having a Super Bowl party for sure. Well, I tell you what, because we're talking about holding up the jewelry, right? You know, we're talking about trophies. We're talking about rings. Everybody knows there's a lot of jewelry when it comes to uh, the Super Bowl. There's a lot of money that takes place, right? So we're going to have a a conversation around this new digital currency world. So my first question to you, before we even get into the definition of this digital currency, but how did you get involved in this? So prior to getting involved and fully engulfed in the cryptocurrency space, I was a financial advisor. My husband and I worked together as a team as independent uh, insurance agents and, and financial professionals uh, that were seeking to be the change that we wanted to see. And so, you know, we really had a lot of talks about how we got or would get our community off the corner, raising money for funerals and just so many other disparities that were going on around money. And so we decided to go into the uh, financial services sector. We got licensed. We did all the things that we needed to do. Uh, But unfortunately, after we got there and we really understood what the real disparities were and how they were systematically put in place, we really realized that it wasn't just about 
us getting our community educated on these products, it was more about what could actually work for our community. And not to say that insurance and annuities and 401ks don't work, but they don't work for our community as much as we need them to and it's expeditedly as we need them to. And um, because of that, I really started asking the Most High to really guide me and direct me in the direction of something that could actually help close the wealth gap because there was no end in sight. And so uh, when I really got an epiphany about Bitcoin specifically, I knew that I needed to uh, not go back to my traditional company where I was selling, again, 401ks, annuities, all those things, and really buckle down and figure out this cryptocurrency thing. Well, you have done a fantastic job of that. You are known in many, many circles as a person to go to when we're talking about these type of things. So you hear the words of financial literacy, right? And then we have to make sure, what I just heard that, that you educate yourself in the right way because we're in this crutch right now between the traditional uh, world of finance and this new economy right now. Help us understand a little bit more about how do you define this new economy? So defining the new economy, you know, I just really try to make sure that people understand in and throughout history, there has been the evolution of money. From the beginning of time, we went from bartering, from bartering, we went to, to having bartering of chickens and cows, if you, if you will. We've had and utilized everything as money. We've used the flower called tulips, as some of you may or may not know. We have used salts from the ocean. We've used sticks. We've used rocks and the likes of many things. Um, but all of them had a problem. There was an overabundance of them. And folks could just go and gather them and show that they were wealthier than someone else. So we started looking for scarcer type assets. So then comes this gold. So 5,000 years ago, gold was discovered and it was meant to be and, and has been all this time a store of value. But at some point, you know, folks were using it for exchanges. Um, and so gold has held its place for about 5,000 years. And so, you know, when people look to have something as a store of value, they look to gold. But how portable is it? Um, how accessible is it to everybody in the world? Like all those things come into play. And as we move into this new digital space, uh, we're understanding that Bitcoin has some of the same attributes as gold does, but it allows for portability. It allows for scarcity because it is a scarce asset, Bitcoin specifically, not all these other cryptocurrencies in which there are 15,000 or more cryptocurrencies right now. Um, Bitcoin has a lot of the attributes that gold has, and it just really allows us uh to start and well, and let me just say this: money is changing, and the wealth and money is changing hands right now. I really believe we're in the biggest wealth transfer of history, um, and folks are trying to look for places that they can put their money to hedge against inflation and some of the other things that we see coming because of the print of, printing of the dollar in the United States. And so while they're figuring it out, I think that it's critically important that our community is figuring it out, too. Uh, and so uh, Bitcoin is that new 
step in the evolution of money. This that is so important because I don't, and I'm not sure how our financial system, the value, how they get the values that they do. It used to be like you said, the gold standard, right? And what is the new money these days? And it's digital, right? The digital, digital. the new oil. Who owns that? Who, where is that, you know, stockpile? So, so let's back up a second because you did, you made a really valuable point that our community needs to know. So our dollar is no longer backed by gold. Uh, President Richard Nixon took us off the gold standard in 1971. So when folks say, well, what is cryptocurrency backed by? Well, you have to ask yourself the same thing about our dollar because our dollar is not backed by anything either, but it's working. People are utilizing it because it is called fiat. And if you look up fiat in the dictionary, it stands for money with no intrinsic value other than what the government says that it's worth. That is what fiat is. That is what your Webster dictionary says. And that is what we're working with right now. So all the viewers also need to know that money can be anything that someone is willing to barter with you for goods and services where you can walk into someplace and pay for something. That is what money is. And for, you know, for the naysayers and the folks that are standing on the sidelines that are just saying, you know what, this thing is not going to work. It is not just going to work. It's already working. Countries are adopting it as legal tender. Uh, Just this week, Arizona filed paperwork for Bitcoin to become legal tender in in, uh, Arizona. I mean, this thing is taking wings. And uh, our community has really got to get an understanding of this digital currency. You've got to help me understand it my, myself because I see <laughs> Bitcoins, I see Ethereums, I see NFTs, I see a lot of the things. Then I just saw that it, it assumed that the crypto world just crashed and is trying to rebound because of some things that have happened. And obviously, we've seen the stock market really going through some roller coaster rides. Just help us, help us with some definition. Like, what, what is this all about? Okay, so first of all, what is cryptocurrency? Um, cryptocurrency is a digital currency. So again, money can be anything that anyone is willing to trade for goods and services. So you're already using digital money, whether you know it or not. If you're using Venmo, PayPal. Apple Pay, any of those things, you're already in a digital space. You're just, it's just based on the fiat dollar, the dollar that is continuously being printed by the government constantly, constantly. Uh, and more has been printed in the last two years than has been in the last 30 years. That's a little bit of a problem. So let's just say that. So uh, when you go and you look up how much money is today, and I'm just talking about the regular everyday dollar. It's not even a dollar. It's about, uh, I believe, well, I didn't look at it today, but yesterday it was like at 91 cents. So what the dollar does is it fluctuates as well. People just don't know it because you take that $1 bill and you're able to pay whatever they say you're able to buy with that dollar. So, but that's just based on the government's promise to be able to turn that bill in to get whatever you need to get, like the worth. That's what it's worth. And so digital currency is 
Cryptocurrency, digital currency, is currency that is not a physical coin. It's just held, held and maintained on a ledger inside of the computer. But the difference with this is that, and I'm going to speak to Bitcoin specifically first so I can help you understand because there's a difference. So Bitcoin is a part of an asset class. This is the easiest way to explain it. Bitcoin is a part of an asset class called cryptocurrency. Again, there are over 15,000 of these cryptocurrencies. Bitcoin is just one of them. When you speak about Ethereum, it's just number, it's just the second one. But they're on two different types of technology. So Bitcoin has its own technology on the blockchain. Ethereum has a different sort of uh, technology on, on what's called a blockchain. And it's, it's hard to grasp all at once. I will, I will be quite honest, but I want to make sure that you're understanding it's about a technology. The technology is designed so that everybody is on a, lay, a level playing field, that there are no um, that there are no barriers to entry. There's not supposed to be barriers to entry, but of course there are some, and we can talk about that if we need to. Um, but Bitcoin is this the grandfather of all cryptocurrencies, and it again was designed to allow peer-to-peer -peer transactions without a bank being in the middle. So without you having to go to Western Union and give them a percentage of your money for Naja to send money to Grant, Bitcoin was designed so that if right now Grant says, I need to get uh, a major surgery and I'm here in Africa, I need you to get this to me. I don't have to run to the bank, tell the bank, I need $10,000. And the bank has to say, well, why do you need your $10,000? And I have to say, well, I have a friend that needs surgery over in Africa. And then they may even tell me, depending on what bank I'm going to, to come back in a day or two because they need to order the money. Now, this is real stuff that happens. And then I have to take that $10,000 because Grant is in wherever he is and he's not able to actually access a bank because he may not even be a resident of the country he's in. Then I have to go down to Western Union. I have to give Western Union the 10,000. Then I've got to explain to them why I'm trying to send Grant his $10,000 for this surgery he needs immediately. And then Western Union has to figure out or not if Naja is really given the real story about how and why she knows Grant and it goes through this other scrutiny and it may or may not go out through Western Union, but they're going to take a fee from it as well. With that being said, Right now, this very second, if you needed Bitcoin, I can literally take out my cell phone, send you $10,000, and within seconds, you have it on your end. You're able to take it to the country where you are and do whatever you need to do because nine times out of 10, there is an exchange or individuals on the other end that accept Bitcoin and will exchange it for the local currency. It's that simple. We don't need any permission. It is permissionless. It is borderless. It is portable. It is just so many things that money is not in our system today. That is incredible because my understanding, my little understanding of finances is that that you, that value, whether you're in the U.S., you're in uh, Canada, or you're in an African country, is that value of that Bitcoin is universal. Is that is that correct? 
Yes, sir. It absolutely is. That's why we say it's it's just it's it is transforming money. It is really transforming money. And I mean, think about when you go and travel, even if you're going to Japan, you need to get the yen. So you'd have to turn in your U.S. dollar for the yen and then you would get to that country. You know, you go to a foreign exchange desk and you do your thing. And then when you come back, if you have some leftover, you've got to go and exchange it. Well, Bitcoin changes all that. You can take your Bitcoin and go right into Japan and do business, uh, do what you need to do all over the world. I mean, in Nigeria, there's so many different countries and places that are accepting. Now, they haven't deemed it as their legal tender, but they are definitely utilizing it and working with it. Of course, if you go to El Salvador, you definitely will be able to use Bitcoin everywhere from McDonald's to, to hotels to whatever you need to do. But even if you go right to Miami today, you're able to use Bitcoin. Um, And there are so many other places that accept Bitcoin. If you start to look around, you'll start to see when you go to Overstock, if you're checking out online at Overstock, there's a Bitcoin tab. Uh, There's just so, so many places. I mean, I can go on and on and on. Let me ask you this, because this is this is great. Now you kind of define the platform and we understand, at least I understand that it's universal. You can use it. You can take the monies that you have now, convert it to a Bitcoin, and you can use it anywhere. Help me understand how this helps our communities that are small business owners, entrepreneurs, and that how they can take advantage, especially when you get into these NFTs and other things. Like how, how do we then buy our own, get our own little exchange or whatever it might be that we become exclusive and actually create more value? So let's set aside NFTs because it's a little bit of a different conversation. So let's talk specifically about the actual Bitcoin itself first uh, to understand how it can change the financial trajectory of our community. So right now, those of us that may or may not have savings in the bank, right now you're getting absolutely nothing for your money every single month and every single year that it sits there. In fact, they're using it to do whatever they need to do to loan out. And then they get the lion's share, if not all of the interest from your money, and you get nothing. But what is allow, what Bitcoin is allowing us to do is utilize it right now as a store of value. And as the value raises, we're able to actually see that growth in our portfolios. So what we're sharing with the Black and Brown community is that you don't have to go all in on cryptocurrency. However, we are asking our community to just put and add Bitcoin to your portfolio. So no matter what you're doing, if it's real estate, if you've got annuities, 401ks, insurance, you definitely need all of those things. But what we're saying is diversify yourself and add Bitcoin to your portfolio. So even if it's just $100 a month or $5 a month or a dollar a month, if you don't believe in it, just do something. Don't just sit back and watch this thing just grow and continue to grow and continue to grow. And you're not a part of the ecosystem. And you mentioned that Bitcoin has crashed. Um, you know, that you've heard that cryptocurrency is crashing. It is definitely not crashing. Those of us that have been in this space understand that there is volatility, just like there's volatility in the stock market, just like you said. And if folks have been saving in their 401ks through 
uh, the stock market, they will see a massive slash in their funds if they open up their statements come this next month. Uh, because stock market has crashed, is is has been crashing. But we know that anything that is new, it has to find its base. So we understand that this could go up and it can go down and it can go up and it can go down. And that is why we're talking to our community about a mindset shift. We've got to change our mindset. And so the mindset in dealing with Bitcoin specifically should be about right now buying and holding because the asset has not yet matured to where it's going to be. And if we were having this conversation in 2017 when Bitcoin was $4,500, which it was for a lot of my clients, I said, just buy one, hold it, don't do anything, don't sell it, don't think about doing anything, just wait for the lemon to get ripe on the tree. Well, then we thought maybe the lemon was ripe on the tree in 2021 when it went to 60,000 and my message did not change. Do not sell it because the lemon is not ripe on the tree yet. So now it's back down to about 38, 39. No sweat because we're in this for the long haul because if it was $200 in 2015 and now it's at 30,000, what could it possibly be in another 10 years? Listen, folks, Bitcoin is your foundation on your cryptocurrency house. Now we start talking about adding on sunrooms to your house, which are your NFTs and maybe even your metaverses and some of those things. That's a totally different conversation. But when we're talking about foundational wealth, you need to have Bitcoin in your portfolio. I would venture to say to you, and I'm probably much different than a lot of people that you talk to, that you can either buy any of these cryptocurrencies for only two reasons. One is for price and one is for purpose. So I say Bitcoin is for the price because, again, I don't believe it's done any of the maturing that it needs to do is growing up. It's a, it just hit puberty. It's now a teenager. It's 13 years old. You don't want to trust the 13-year-old right now. You want to wait till they kind of experience life before you go and do anything. And before you marry them, I'll just say it that way, right? <laughs> so if we utilize that, Bitcoin's 13 years old. It's not quite yet grown up. It's got some growing to do. It's got some life experiences. But as cities adopt it for legal tender, as states adopt it, as places like Ohio open up again and begin to take it for taxes, like all these things are happening in the background. As our politicians start to change seats and come in and start to talk about Bitcoin, it's going to do something incredible and extraordinary. And if you don't have anything, any Bitcoin, you're sitting on the sidelines watching this happen. This episode is brought to you by Five Star BDM. Five Star BDM is a professional consulting and advisory group keenly focused on business development services for small to mid-sized businesses and entrepreneurs. Although every business is unique, they often share challenges that can be addressed through smart branding. Services include process improvement and operations, digital strategy and transformation, business intelligence, digital marketing, and personal branding. Our five-star business and personal branding company has helped a number of professionals and organizations to optimize and grow. The result is more business, more opportunities, better reach, positive outcomes. 
please visit www.5starbdm.com to learn more and view all the episodes of Follow the Brand. While right now you can take out, a, buy a dollar worth of Bitcoin and be okay in the long run. So let's get into NFTs. NFT stands for non-fungible tokens. And while they are absolutely fabulous, I will say again, it's either price or purpose. So when we talk about the purpose, the purpose of an NFT for the black and brown community, in my opinion, is to help those individuals who need a chance without having a centralized authority in between their money. So when we look at artists that are putting out music, this is an opportunity for the first time in history for them to be able to put their music out without having to give a cut to Universal Records or without having to give it to RCA or whoever, and those may be long gone because I'm not in the music space, but you get what I'm saying. They get a piece of the pie and they have traditionally been able to say, okay, Grant, you made this record. And what our records show is that you sold 6 million copies. And so here's your cut of the 6 million copies. But what we found is that they really sold 16 million copies, but you only got paid six because who's to say, because they control the reporting, they, they control the reporting platforms, they control the payouts and what can you do because they own all the systems that tell you how your music did. Well, now with this thing called the blockchain and this token that sits on the blockchain, there are no more lies. The truth is the truth is the truth because everybody can see how many records were sold. And the minute that that record was sold and that transaction was executed on the blockchain, everybody that needed to get paid gets paid without any third party having to divvy that out because it's written in the code. So that that code for the NFT of music looks like Grant wrote the record, Banaja did the production, and Charles did the, the voiceover. And so Grant gets 50%, Naja gets 25%, and then Charles gets 25%. So the minute that NFT, that token is sold for that music, all that money is dispersed to all the parties, and there is full transparency. That is why it's incredible for our community. But it also allows for people that have art to do the very same thing. Now you may buy art, or I may be an artist, or you may be an artist, and we put an NFT, a non-fungible token, on this trustless uh, blockchain where everybody can see the transaction. And I may say, I, I love this piece that I did and I wanna sell it to Grant, but when Grant turns around and sells it, I feel like I should still get a piece of the pie because that was my art. So Grant buys it for $100. Now he sells it for $150. And me as the artist, I've written it into the code that I still get $10 every time it sells. So it can sell 150 times. I will still get my little $10 cut every time my piece of art is sold. So that is what an NFT is. It is an actual token that is unique in its nature, but you write the code as to how it is supposed to perform. And it's unique to whatever piece of art 
you put there. So people are selling everything with NFTs. They're selling homes because homes are one of a kind. Uh, Non-fungible means there's only one of that kind. Bitcoin is fungible because a Bitcoin is a Bitcoin is a Bitcoin. It doesn't change like that. But an NFT is non-fungible because it can be a house. It could be a car. It could be digital art that you never even physically take uh, control of. But that is what an NFT is, non-fungible token. And that's how it helps our community because it allows us to take and be owners of our own particular entity or theme or recipe or whatever people are putting on uh, the blockchain in an, F in an NFT form. And it allows us to have control over our intellectual property forever. Let me ask you this, because I get that. That was beautiful, matter of fact, beautiful definition. That means we create the NFT. Are you creating it like in a contractual agreement that's done? May, I don't know if you need a lawyer or whatnot, but you say, okay, this is you our agreement. You don't even need a lawyer. You don't even need a lawyer. You just don't say you, you created like some imagery, right? And right. in that imagery, we, me and you have created our agreement. You're going to get 10%. I'm going to get whatever. Let's just say it was 90%. But um so each time, and we, you know, that's the token. That's what we're going to use to exchange um, yeah. for value. And yes, then we sir. put that out there. No one can buy that art like you just were showing there. People can see and the it's, screen. It's as easy as a child drawing a, a piece of uh, art and turning it into a, a PDF or JPEG. And they can actually do what's called minting it and put it up for sale. As long as there's a good story behind why he or she drew this picture, somebody would be willing to buy it for the purpose. They want to support the child. They want to support the artist. They want to support the musician. Remember, I said price or purpose. Right. So why do I buy NFTs? I buy NFTs not because they're going to go up in price, even though some people hope the things that they buy go up in price. But I buy them for purpose because I want to support our starving artists that uh, we want them to have a shot. We, we want to display their art, just like you buy a piece of art in your office or your home. You some most of us buy art. You know, there are some art investors who buy it for the price and they have millions of dollars of art on their walls. But for most of us, we buy art because it matches our decor in our house. And we just want a nice piece of art from a black artist that we would love to support. So you're doing the exact same thing in the digital space. And so when we get our community to really understand, and I'm not saying that people's art is not going to be worth millions of dollars on the secondary market because it may. But again, ladies and gentlemen, it may not. And so you just have to be ready for that. So if I'm following you, let's say let's get into streaming services, right? Now you've created your NFT, some, some music, and maybe it's homegrown. You put it out there. It's available. And then let's say Spotify, like, man, that's some good music. I like that. And they start streaming that. Do they stream it through your NFT? How does that work? They stream it through your NFT. And every time, uh, yeah, they stream it through your NFT. And then if they want to sell it, what most artists are doing, they're getting their residual. They're getting a little 10 cent, 15 cent every time somebody's reusing it for maybe a movie or 
whatever it is, you write that into the code. They write that into the code when they're minting it. And so all of those things are so, it's just, it just changes the game. It changes the game 100%. Wow. So now I'm curious, how did you establish yourself as an expert in this field? So as a financial advisor, of course, again, it started with Bitcoin. So I really, I live this, I'm in this every day. And so I have, my husband and I own our own brick and mortar cryptocurrency exchange where people actually come in, buy and sell cryptocurrency, but it allowed us the opportunity to really pay attention to how the swings of this space are. So when, when people first, when we first opened up, people were all into Bitcoin specifically. And then all these other coins started pouring in and we would get calls. Can you list this coin? Can you sell this coin to the community? So it gave us an opportunity to kind of be sitting at the nucleus of watching these coins start to roll out, starting to watch people's real purpose for having a coin. Was their coin meant to really solve an issue or was their coin to extract black dollars? And mm -hmm. we were able to figure that out early on where we can start to caution people that when you hear about a Dogecoin, all that looks good and glimmers is not gold. And even though our superstars and our beloved rap artists are telling you to buy things, it is detrimental to your financial health. And so although I may not have been so popular last year when I was telling folks, I don't care what Snoop told you to do. I'm telling you that this is not good for your pockets and it wound up crashing and it will never ever get to where Elon Musk and Snoop told you it was going to get to, which was a dollar because it was bull in the first place. They just knew that they needed to do something to get you to buy the thing that they created, because if someone is buying, that means someone is selling. And so they needed to offload these coins. And I'm not particularly saying he needed to, Snoop needed to offload them, but I do know Elon Musk needed to offload his. And so he says things and does things and he figures out how to market. And we've been studied throughout history. We're talking about following the brand. They know that we listen to our brand ambassadors. And so they find our brand ambassadors and they give them enough money or not to publicize a thing. And they know that we're going to run out and, and be followers instead of um, instead of folks that are really paying attention and learning what we need to learn so that we're not duped all the time because they study us, no. right? Well, that's why we're going to do what we're going to do. I, I use this platform to tell a differentiated story. Uh, so you get the right knowledge, the right education. You do not want to be part of that exploitation that we have been for hundreds of years, right? This is an opportunity to change the narrative. Yes. Right? And because and, we're working in a international realm, not just with one country, right? So you know, it could be a friendly um, atmosphere. It's just a matter yes. of having the knowledge and understanding and how to leverage for your own particular endeavors that you're taking place. So, uh, and I like what you're doing. So we're, we're going to conclude here, but before I conclude, I always like to give my guests the opportunity to speak directly to my audience. My audience is a lot of entrepreneurs, healthcare individuals, as well as information technology. They understand technology at a pretty high end. 
Uh, but they're very, very interested because I believe we are at the crux of a change in digital currency as this new economy starts to grow up, as you stated, and starts to take shape. And you don't want to be on the outside looking in, but you've got to have a measure of risk, no matter what you're doing, whether it's the stock market or not. But I'd like you to, to take this time, speak to my audience and tell them what you feel is that you haven't already said, but you'd like to make sure that you get out to my audience so they can take advantage of what uh, you're talking about. Well, I think one of the biggest things that our community needs to understand, and they probably heard me say this, and I'm going to keep preaching it and preaching it until we get it. There are three categories of Black folks in America that are going to be decimated if they don't understand that money is changing. It's the first group of folks that have never heard about Bitcoin or cryptocurrency, and they're just going to be blindsided when it becomes the absolute norm. The second group of folks are Black folks in America that get into this space thinking this is get rich quick because it is not get rich quick. It is slow and steady and calculated. This is a chess game. This is a marathon and not a sprint. The third group of Black folks that are going to be decimated is those of us that think we have it all. We've arrived. We've got our real estate in place. We've got our 401ks, our annuities, our houses in order. And we feel like this Bitcoin thing is not going to affect us. And we don't take heed right now and purchase what we need to purchase to secure our, our cryptocurrency foundation. There, we are going to be decimated in all three of those areas. So I urge you as a community, I urge you as um, a, a thought leader, I urge you as a business owner to figure out how you can get a hold of Bitcoin. You don't always have to buy it either. You can accept it as a payment for goods and services if you're a business owner. And it really takes nothing more than you having your cell phone and opening up what we call a digital wallet. And you can download this digital wallet and right there on the spot, I don't care if you're selling at a trade show, I don't care if you have a storefront, you take out your cell phone and you can let folks know that you accept Bitcoin and you can trade for goods and services right there on the spot. It is instantaneously, but you can also go out and buy it. Uh, you can also earn it every single month. I earn Bitcoin by shopping at Sam's Club. And so you can do exactly the same thing. There's so many ways now to acquire Bitcoin without actually having to buy it. But if I could give financial advice, which I am not because I'm not a financial advisor anymore, providing any financial advice, I would seek to have at least 1 million Satoshis in my portfolio. So what does that mean? And this is really quickly. There are 100 pennies in a dollar and there are 100 million Satoshis inside of a Bitcoin. And what I'm suggesting is that every family have at least 1 million Satoshis, which right now today is $390. So if you can do $390, worth the Bitcoin and just hold it. Make sure you don't lose your passwords. Make sure it's stored correctly and all those things you'll have to learn at a later time, but at least start getting some Bitcoin. So you may not even have $390 today, but you got $3.90. Open up your cash app, go to the Black Wall Street wallet and download it and buy $100 worth of Bitcoin. $3 worth of Bitcoin, $5 worth of Bitcoin. 
a dollar worth of Bitcoin, just get started. Don't stand on the sidelines because you will regret it five years from now. Well said. I think everyone should take that advice. You know, we, we got five dollars you probably just lost just in the car, you know, in, in your car seat. You didn't even, you know, weren't even sweating. But that would be a great place to lose it, right? And bought some Bitcoin and then, you know, I don't know, years later, and then it became a very good investment. So let's take heed for that. If they want to get in touch with you, Naja, what, what is the best way? So I'm doing all sorts of events every single month that have to do with crypto, what I call crypto virgins. So I do like crypto essentials, all those sorts of things all month long. So they can find me on social media everywhere at Naja Roberts. No underscores, no ones, no zeros that look like an old. Those are not my accounts. Naja Roberts on all social media, first and last. Again, no spaces. So that's me. They can get in contact with me anywhere on social media. They can also text message me at 424-317-7373. 424-317-7373. And I will send them a Bitcoin starter kit for free. Uh, anything that they need, I can help get them going at least. Man, that is wonderful, wonderful news. Thank you for sharing everything that you did on Follow the Brand. I want to let all of our listeners know that they can see all the episodes on Follow the Brand at www.5starbdm. That's B for brand, B for development, and for masters.com. So again, Naja, thank you very much for being on the show and take care. Thank you. Have an incredible rest of your day. You too.